Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents Evolve, featuring your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Hi, this is Robin White Turtle Lisney, and the show is Evolve. And today I have uh, three young filmmakers with me. Uh, we are talking today about the film Weed Eater that features ecologist Nancy Clem and her philosophy of foraging. It's a documentary about the growing movement of food in urban landscapes and the politics of food, but it's much more. Created by these three young filmmakers, Eden Bakhti, Marty Windall, and Amy Von Harrington, Nancy Clem is filmed in cinematically gorgeous shots showing who she is, a steward of the earth. As an ecological systems designer, landscaper, horticultural consultant, and permaculture grower, she is in demand uh, as a consultant, speaker, and teacher. Uh, Clem is shown in the film talking uh, to people on foraging expeditions and about various plants and their edibility. She takes us into her home to discuss her background and how she comes from six generations of horticulturists. She's respected internationally for her work on landscape politics and growing fertility. We're going to be talking today about the filmmakers and how they began this process. So welcome, uh, Eden and Marty and Amy. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So um, I want to start with Eden. Um, how, what drew you to creating this film on Nancy Clem? Um, I had been told about Nancy a few times um, about a little over six years ago. Um, some friends in Los Angeles, and she was teaching a class at the time at UCLA in the art department, actually, but they were doing an edible forage walk through the Los Angeles River. Okay. So I went and uh, just audited that class, and I met her and took some photographs of her and then um, got her contact began a correspondence with her and finally convinced her to allow uh, allow me to start filming her great great so uh, you had to kind of follow her around <laughs> in the filming you you went all over the country to do this film right well um, yeah we went to um, just Chicago and Tucson and mm-hmm. LA those are the three places uh-huh. that we filmed yeah and Marty came on board soon after uh-huh. Um, to help out and give her voice. Mm-hmm. And then Amy. Mm-hmm. She shot for over six years, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a long time uh, to gather the footage to put this film together. Um, so that's great. So uh, is this your first film or have you created others? And that's a question for each of you. So if you can let me know who's talking. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is Marty. Yeah, this is yeah, this is my first film of this kind. I've made uh, sort of short experimental shorts, but never anything like this. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Amy here. I am a video editor, and I've met, this is my first feature full length and documentary. I also do experimental art pieces, uh-huh. and I learned a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, this is Eden here. Yeah, this is the, my first film in this way. I also make, uh, I've made some music videos and art pieces, but this is the first sort of narrative or documentary piece. 
Uh-huh. And now, did you guys all know each other prior to making this film? graduates of Mills College? <laughs> Good old Mills. Okay. <laughs> Amy, yeah, uh, I think Marty and I are both graduates of there, so I'm wondering if you guys had met at school. So, yeah. so okay, so uh, I understand then, Eden, you were uh, the one who started to kind of pursue um, Nancy in, in doing this film. What what brought you to your curiosity about her and her work? Uh, was it the foraging, or was it like her expertise on plants, or? Um, well, first of all, it was just going on that first walk through the Los Angeles River was pretty life changing because um, just the, if you've ever been to the Los Angeles River, you, you see that it's pretty um, pretty funky. Mm-hmm. It's pretty stagnant. It gets real high a few times a year, and then mostly gets real low. There's actually a ton of birds and insects and all kinds of fish that live in there, but it's um, it's a pretty um, forgotten place. Um, mm-hmm. People are starting to change that, but so the idea that you could actually pick something out of the river or nearby the river and eat it that had nutritional value um, impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nancy has a very... Um, She's a great teacher. She's a great um, her her wealth of knowledge is is pretty mind blowing. Um, and the way that she just wants everyone to to know this information, mm-hmm. it's um, it draws you in. Mm-hmm. So I felt I felt pretty inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked I liked the hard edge that she had to her. She wasn't this kind of um, airy, light, sort of um, environmentalist. You know, she was a very, very hardcore Midwestern Chicago mm-hmm. grounded person. So mm-hmm. that juxtaposition kind of kind of got me going. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Okay, and Amy, how did you come to edit the film? You said that you met them after the project had uh, been underway a little bit when uh, Eden and Marty were working on it. Mm-hmm. I have been friends with them for a while and they I guess when they were just talking about their project and I being an editor I love it and I've right before they we talked about working together I told myself that I did want to work on a documentary and so this seemed like the perfect opportunity because I love them I love the content and it really resonated with how I work too it's just a ton of footage Marty had actually started with a cut, which was really incredibly helpful. So mm-hmm. thank you, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Marty's a great storyteller too. And so it, you know, I think I found that to be the hardest part: how to make, to take so much footage for so over such a long period, and in a really lovely way. You know, a lot of it was just sh- it's hard to capture that without professionals. And I've worked on tons of professional shoots, and I'm pretty proud of what is captured, considering. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of, you know, proper sound equipment and, and video equipment. So I think with a lot of restrictions, figuring out how to take on that story was incredible, but I've learned a lot, and I feel like seeing it now, too, there's so much that's not told. And uh-huh. 
so I think it was just a gift, and I, I really saw that in the beginning. It was a lot of work, too, but I learned a lot from Nancy, from Marty, and Eden, and just, you know, what it means to put something out into the world that hopefully is important enough for other people to watch. And that was also watching our first screening. You know, somebody's actually consuming something that we've all made, and that's really powerful. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I agree, but I also love them, and I just feel like taking on projects is part of being part of a community, too, which is why... I said I wanted to do it. Right, right. Well, good for you. Well, I'm excited. Um, I know I was at the screening, and I was really impressed with the quality of the editing. It was just stunning, really. And it felt very artsy to me, like there was so much art overlay because of the way that the images, you know, came in and um, the way you had her on one side of the film and then the plant that you know, and what it was and things. So there was there was a nice interlacing of the editing was great. <laughs> I thought it was really great. So I mean, one, one last thing that I think is kind of funny about the piece itself is that, as, as Eden already said, that Nancy is a little bit, she can be a little bit brash, and I feel like the nature of weeds themselves, they've kind of been maligned, something that's just, something that you just kind of throw, you know, poison on or something. And I feel like right. so even all of the, the footage and how to make it work, like we decided we made a choice not to make it a lot cleaner because I think it also reflects back what the what the content itself is. And, uh-huh. you know, I think people are really open to that, hopefully, the yeah. people who are interested in the content as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and so, Marty, how did you get involved? Um, I, uh, well, I kind of, I kind of came on, uh, Eden and I had just met, and I had kind of come on, sort of with the idea of like my kind of technical understanding and having been somebody who had done video mm-hmm. previously. But then once I got into it, I was just like, I mean, and I think that's the thing about this project is like, it's really just the whole way it's been like just the three of us or like, it was like Eden and I and then Amy, but like we all took upon ourselves like so much of it because we cared so deeply about it. And it's mm-hmm. hard not to care because, Nancy cares so much about what she's doing and like mm-hmm. and she really you know like just following her like I mean a- anyone who goes on a forage of hers like I feel like says that they're really kind of transformed by the experience but mm-hmm. I think also just like you know us like f- kind of following along with her and like just seeing how she she like it's really just the like this work is like her I mean, she she'll she'll drop everything else for this. Like mm-hmm. this is like the the main kind of thing in her life. Like you know, to to the you know sometimes to the detriment of her family and friends. Mm-hmm. Like she definitely like this is her kind of her main thing. So mm-hmm. which is really inspiring actually. And so I think like I yeah. And so I feel like I just you know it's really like even in doing this like it's really like changed my life and just how I look at things and like just even you know um yeah so it's been incredible too so well it sounds like each of you have been transformed by doing the film which is kind of exciting to me because it means that it's working (laughs) (laughs) true yeah yeah if it's working on you it's going to work on your audience you know to to change their consciousness around this so that's pretty exciting yeah hopefully yeah now who did the sound because i thought the sound was pretty good when i was listening to it in the in the opening Um, 
I did the sound. I had one friend, Jen Agasta, she helped level out the audio. Uh-huh. Um, but I did all the sound editing. It's a friend of mine, Quinn Walker, an incredible musician from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And he graciously gave, he said we could use his music. And a lot of it's edited because maybe the, the core song sounds, or the, the actual song sounds different than how it sounds in the film. But mm-hmm. his music is really ethereal, and we wanted it to match mm-hmm. uh, what you know what the piece was. And there's one other piece I, I pulled from the Internet, also with the... Um, uh, somebody just being really generous and letting us use their music. So, um, yeah, so I just did all the editing. Great, great. Well, I want to tell our audience that all of the music interludes in this radio show today are going to be um, are also featured on the film. So, um, so that uh, when you hear the the little interludes, you'll you'll know. Um, so, so talk talk a little bit about and this is for anybody about foraging as a concept because it's it's kind of outside the realm of what most people think of you know it's it's the other end of the spectrum of these large Iowa farms you know <laughs> that are that are you know mass producing and GMO full and so can anyone address that a little bit cuz i i think it's an important concept to kind of talk about the the uh idea of foraging is kind of foreign to most city dwellers I would think yeah um yeah I think that's a good point what you said about yeah the contrast between that and the sort of farming and interestingly too Nancy kind of grew up with uh you know in a family of horticulturists so they were all like kind of very like you know gardening in a very gardening in a very specific way it was not wild it was like really like cultivated and Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, an, yeah, so that's an interesting thing to, like, she, that she has kind of dedicated her life to, to the sort of more wild side mm-hmm. of, of the plant world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I think it's, you know, and I think that's why it's so transformative when you go on a walk with her, because it, it's like, she's showing you something that you, like, step over or step on every day, and she's like, no, you can eat that. And she's like, and not only can you eat that, you could also use that as a medicine, or you could use that, you know, in a variety of different ways. And I think that kind of, and and when you start looking at, when she kind, when you know, she gets you to kind of start looking at things through that lens. But then once you start looking at things that way, kind of, you kind of can't stop. And then you're suddenly noticing like, oh, there's all these things in our world that we just step over, step on, uh-huh. and they're like. You know, and 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 you know, and and gets you to take a closer look too. So, yeah, yeah, um, Eden. Also, uh, to add to that, um, foraging uh, is something that is kind of all of our God-given rights. Right. I mean, all across the world, if you're lucky enough to live somewhere where there are actually things to eat that are growing, um, but I would say in a lot of the world. you know, it's a way to for people to kind of take back power, even or mm-hmm. or for um, it's something that's available, it's free. Mm-hmm. You know, where everyone is so, especially in this country and most westernized uh, countries. You know, we're used to the grocery store, we're used to having to pay for what people are putting out there. You know, what we're told that that we should eat, but um, when you if you can learn, you know how to how to forage edible foods. 
mm-hmm. that are growing all around you, you know, you really, you're really taking um, a lot of power into your own hands, mm-hmm. um, you know, and also, yeah, medicinal qualities and the health benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is if you're talking about healthy-ish soils that aren't, you know, haven't been leached with lots of pollutants and whatnot. But right. Right. chances are, you know, if you live in this country, you can find something for free mm-hmm. on the street to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have one last thing to say, Amy. Uh, around my block, there's full salad yards, like full yards of spiny lettuce or mallow. Mm-hmm. And after working in the film and going on for with Nancy, too, I, I see it everywhere. Yeah. And it was just in my tiny town, which I come from in Arizona, last mm-hmm. week. And it's right on the edge of all this agricultural land. And in my mom's yard, it was all this beautiful mustard. I mean, a full salad yard. Mm-hmm. And I started eating it out of the ground. And she was horrified. And yet over her wall is, you know, all this lettuce. And it's like this really foreign concept that I'm eating out of the yard. And yet, you know, what we buy at the supermarket comes from right over. Right. It's totally sprayed and just like pesticide right. central. And, right. and I think what's interesting about the film, I think a few times we've asked, like, we're all like-minded. Or who, you know, who is this for? And then I realized, you know, step right out of your own space and like other people were like what are you doing you know just based on <laughs> this little knowledge and, yeah. and it tasted delicious oh, <laughs> that's great that's great okay well we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back um i'm with the filmmakers of the film weed eater about nancy clem who is a horticulturist and takes people on walks um all over in different cities I'm with Eden Bhakti, Marty Windall, and Amy Von Harrington, and we'll be right back.
listening to Evolve with host Robin Lisney on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is your host for Evolve, Robin Whiteturtle-Lisney. And I wanted to share with you a few of the other things that I do in the world beside the radio show. In addition, I'm an energy medicine practitioner in the Bay Area and across the country by phone. And I work uh, through East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California. So you can always find me there on Fridays. In addition, I have um, five books. Uh, four of them are nonfiction, and one is a fiction book uh, that's actually based on facts called Poems for the Lost Deer. The other books are Heart Path, Heart Path Handbook, and prior to that, Sacred Living and Dancing Up the Moon. Um, my recent, more recent books, Heart Path and Heart Path Handbook, uh, teach people self-love. And this is the foundation of my practice, that love does heal all things. You can find out more uh, about my work on my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com. And uh, you can also check out the books on www.bluebonebooks.com. And now we'll go back to the show. Hi, we're back. This is Robin White Turtle Lisney, and the show is Evolve. And I'm with filmmakers Eden Botsky, uh, Marty Windall, and Amy Von Harrington, who've just completed a film, Weed Eater, about Nancy Clem, who is a forager and also a horticulturist and uh, inspires people to forage in the city, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> So I, we were just starting to talk uh, in the last segment about the politics of food, and I'd like to throw that question out there. Um, this documentary that you just created with this wonderful cinematography and the, and the pictures, there's an underlying message which has to do with the politics of food. Does someone want to talk about that a little more? Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, we've got a huge corporate um, yeah. culture that focuses, that yeah. wants to own our seeds, the seeds right. that we eat. So that's a problem. I mean, I think that's why uh, there you see all these, um, you know, uh, sustainable farms uh, outside of, especially outside of here in Santa Cruz in California, there's lots of little farms where people are doing, you know, real organic food. And um, so I see that what she's doing is she's saying, look what we already have here. Yes, yes. Yeah, right. So, um, I mean, um, most people who can afford to shop organic or can afford to shop the Whole Foods or other health food stores, um, that's great. That's great for them. But there's a lot of people that that um, don't make it a priority or can't afford it. So, yeah, I think it's something that's so simple that could be taught in, uh, you know, to young children starting from preschool even. Mm-hmm. And growing your own food is, is amazing too, but, you know, hey, look at this. We've got stuff that doesn't even require any any extra energy that's already growing everywhere all around us. Mm-hmm. You know, different times of the year, different things will pop up um, depending on where you live. Um, so I think it's, 
I think it's a really fascinating topic mm-hmm. and something that's so easy to share information about. Uh, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people um, have a hard time sort of wrapping their heads around uh, the idea of, of picking up a weed and eating it. Um, yeah, and I think and I think the other thing too is like I mean the other thing that Nancy's interested in too is like these sort of, she calls them sort of like these like systems of linkage where so she's like she she you know she's interested in the foraging too that's one sort of like layer of it and then she's also interested in you know like okay then how do we how do we replenish the soil that feeds these weeds like how do we actually nurture that soil that is then going to kind of produce these weeds and then also like and and so that kind of gets her into the sort of like composting conversation Mm -hmm. and she's um and she's actually like an expert in composting Mm -hmm. uh, a a variety of kinds of composting but she's like uh in particular human waste composting is one of her specialties Mm -hmm. and um and um and she's also been you know, which is, which is a really, like, that's, like, a really big kind of, like, one, when people start, when people hear that, they kind of, some people just, like, shut down, and they're, like, oh, no, you know, like, no, 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 you know, because, um, you know, people are afraid of that, and we've been taught that, like, our, that, 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 like, human waste, and that our waste is something that we should be afraid of, but actually, like, it is a natural, it, it can be a natural part of, the, the cycle of like for fertilizing and fertility. So mm-hmm. it's like, and she kind of, and she and she does these workshops to kind of make it less scary to people. Uh-huh. Um, but um, but that's like just one layer. And then she also has been doing these projects where she um, gets people to kind of compost on a large scale, where she set up these sort of uh, composting projects, mm-hmm. um, and she like has people collect the compost. Um, from different businesses, like businesses will donate their waste, so she'll get them from like barber shops and like um, all these different places, and then and then um, people will kind of volunteer um, to compost um, all of this waste, and then and then that 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 dirt and that, or that kind of nutrient-rich soil is then handed back out to the community. So. Yeah, I was impressed in the film how she was showing a dead compost pile versus a li- kind of a living one and how why that's such an important thing, like what you have to do for compost. I mean, she didn't go into detail in the film, but it was clear that there was a, a way that you compost that's going to be better for the soil and better for what you get out of the compost. Um, uh, so that was that was interesting to me about how, you know, she was... She was upset with this compost pile that was not yeah. not doing its work. Yeah, it really hurt her feelings. I mean, <laughs> and one, I think there's one other underlying thing too about the compost and the foraging, which is these sort of systems of validation because there there is so much food on the street that just goes rotten, and it's mm-hmm. interesting that people don't think that they can eat it, whether it's private property or because it's not in a store. And I think there is this thing about like sharing information and being able to be sustainable through kind of this grassroots knowledge and also just like from your own environment around you and what become like what is constituted is oh you know as something that's like okay like human comp human waste composting so many people find it so gross but it's actually could be really sustainable so i think also she's just trying to shift 
you know, sort of value systems, which is really crucial into how, you know, like anybody has access to anything. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like if you can really, like, change, you know, you're, she's just changing people's minds, which is, like, in some ways the biggest barrier. Sure, of course, especially in this country where everything, you know, has to be processed and bleached before you get it to your table, you know. Yeah. Or yeah. somebody else has to tell you it's okay for you to do it. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Right, I was just imagining I live in a, an apartment complex and I've just, and we have an HOA and we have, you know, property management companies and I was just thinking to try to get a compost thing going here would be like you'd have to go through like four layers of bureaucracy. <laughs> in your own neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So she really has, like, turned you around, like, to look at what you have right next door. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. We had a, the second part of the fundraiser after the screening, we did a forage dinner. Uh-huh. Um, so we had a dinner that was for about 20 people that was uh, comprised of a, a lot of forage food. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. That's great. So... Tell me, uh, each of you, what was the most interesting thing you learned in the process of making the film? Um, We've been talking a lot about foraging, but was there something else that really struck you about making the film and being involved in it that you took away from the process of it? I mean, I'd be really curious. I'll start with yeah. <laughs> There's a few things I've learned. Um, I think one, community, being a part of community building takes this, a lot of work, but it's totally worth it. Is this Eden? This is Amy. Oh, Amy. Okay. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I think, you know, really to commit to change and and putting your own sweat equity into something to see change happen is absolutely worth it. Yeah. It can take a lot of work, but in these moments, for, for instance, when we have the screenings, we, we, it was so much work, but just standing there and having people be super generous with their own artwork to raise money or just, you know, their time watching this and talking to us about it was incredible. And I feel like it's, it's a, a lesson that keeps being learned how incredible being part of something bigger than yourself is and mm-hmm. even working with two other people and then working in a community with these two other people about something bigger. It's pretty, it's, it's a great reminder every time it happens. And I think mm-hmm. it's just like a, a a great lesson reminder, and it's a lot of work to make a documentary. <laughs> well, I want to congratulate the three of you because you did an amazing job of uh, gathering all these different forces to to make that uh, premiere really happen, or that screening happen, because there, there were, what, almost 300 people there, 250 at least. I mean, I was shocked at how many people there were there. It was great. It was so great to see, so... And, uh, you know, I I live in Santa Cruz. It's little. You know, if 20 people come, that's a big deal. But you guys met. You did a great job. So. Yeah, it is a big deal, yeah. And I think, you know, I noticed, too, it's like that, you know, I mean, I think that a lot of those people were, like, our friends. But, like, Nancy also tends to sort of attract a kind of, you know, she kind of gathers a community around her, too. Uh-huh. And that seems to, like, everything she does, like, I don't even know if she's kind of, 
conscious of it, but she just like it ha- it just sort of happens when she's doing what she's doing. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's been that's super inspiring. Too. And that was Marty talking right now. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And Eden, did you have? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with Amy on everything she said just um, so many times. um, I've wanted to just throw in the towel and not continue because um, I just didn't actually know which way to go with all the information. um, But then, I mean, I guess the big thing for me is, like, ask people for help, you know? Mm -hmm. Ask ask Marty to get on board. Ask Amy to get on board. Um, And then... And just have faith that the thing will get finished if it's if it's it's supposed to get finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, and and the realizing that it's bigger than you that that thing is is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's suddenly um, most art projects that I work on, and I have tons of different directions I go in, but I've never made a film, but. I know that there's a certain point at which it takes on its own life, and then you're just along for the ride. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and the the one thing that I keep thinking about that just makes me feel really excited is, um, you know, the idea of of screening it in some little place somewhere, and maybe five people come, and maybe they've never, ever known any of this information, and they don't know anything about it. They're not connected in any way, and for, you know, it's cliche, but to just, if one person comes out of there, you know, feeling inspired or changing their life in some little tiny way, uh, you know, that, that's exciting to me, bringing mm-hmm. it to places where, uh, you know, where people kind of need this information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where are you going with the film now? Is it, uh, are you, are, is it, it completely, do you feel like it's finished now and you can, you can take it out for bigger yeah. audiences? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we were just talking about that. I think one, at least top of my list, maybe on Marty's Tucson. Yeah, Tucson. can't wait to go there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I first did screen my first screening my thesis project um, there at the theater called The Lost, and I really hope this will be this will feel really great ten years later to screen something quite different. Yeah. But that happens, and uh, I'd love to go to New York, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Small town, though, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, we've got film festivals up here, too, in the Bay Area, so we'd love to have you up yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to take a little, another little break, and um, we're talking about the film Weed Eater that's cre- been created uh, around the ecologist Nancy Clem, and it's a documentary that's been created by Eden Bhakti, Marty Windall, and edited by Amy Von Harrington. And we'll be right back. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. (laughs) 
this is Robin White Turtle Listney, and the show is Evolve. And this month's conversation on Evolve is with three filmmakers of a brand new film called Weed Eater. The film features ecologist Nancy Clem and her philosophy of foraging. It's a documentary about the growing movement of food in urban landscapes and the politics of food, but it's much more. Uh, created uh, by Eden Bhakti, Marty Windahl, and edited by Amy Von Harrington, Nancy Clem is filmed in cinematogra- cinema- <laughs> cinematically gorgeous shots showing who she is, a steward of the earth. She's respected internationally for her work on land politics and growing uh, for fertility. The film is shot in urban and rural landscapes with Clem giving broad strokes to her foraging projects. So um, that's where I want to kind of jump back in is, uh, were you going for more of an art film than a documentary when you were creating this film? And that can be um, for Eden or Marty or Amy, whoever wants to say. Um, This is Eden. Um, Well, when I very first started to film Nancy, um, I just had one small video camera, so um, a DSLR camera. So I had extremely limited resources um, and almost no sound equipment or very little sound equipment. So in terms of... um, I guess in setting out to do it, I always wanted it to be an art film um, because uh, actually all three of us come from art backgrounds. So I think that's just our given perspective, um, our natural state of how we would do things. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and then bringing in Marty and and Amy, I knew that that was just going to be enforced even more. And a lot of the, um, all of the, all of the kind of collage type animation um, stuff that happens in the film. That's all, that's all Amy. It's mm. all Amy Harrington. Wow. Um, if you saw her, her visual art, um, you see how it, it relates so closely. And then also Marty and all of her work that she does as well. So I think all of our voices come into it in, uh, in the art sense. Would you guys agree? Mm-hmm. That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, that was the I would say the strongest feature was was how beautiful the film is. If if anybody is out there listening to this and they want to just enjoy the uh the art feature of plants and like the love of plants, that it's it's like the plants came alive through the art for me. It was really great. Um okay, so um you said that you you thought the film was finished and uh, what is the most important thing you want people to take away from the film? Well, I want to just add a little bit back to the last question, too. Is a friend of ours who had seen one of the very first cut, they thought it was on, we screened it on a smaller TV. Mm-hmm. And then screening it large, it really took on a different form. And our friend said, you know, the plants became so big, it became bigger than you, and it really made a lot more sense because there's some nuance. And I think so to answer both questions, I think just maybe changing the perspective and, and taking some nuance and bringing it to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And um, that's maybe one really important thing is all the things that Nancy is saying. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is Amy, I want just once in a while, it's not a really funny film, but when, if somebody laughs or if they, if they learn one thing, that is then I, I feel like I won because I want it to be something that's lovely and light and 
and something beautiful if you consider what what it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's really to me that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and I think um, yeah, I, I I really feel that too about screening at large too. Like I think that was like. It, it was really incredible to see it so big, and I think, like, also just to, like, dwarf our audience, like, <laughs> with these, like, huge plants, I think was so, I think it was just, like, really powerful. So I, and, and so, yeah, it's, like, I think that's partly why we want to take it on, like, this tour instead of just, um, you know, because we could, I mean, I think we would love to have it dis- distributed in, like, a variety of ways, but, like, I think to, it's going to be so exciting to take it on a tour where we're screening it in these, um, in, in a, in similar settings where there's like, um, you know, a big screen and people are really like feeling and experiencing the whole impact of the film. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, it really comes across big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one more thing, this is Eden again. I just wanted to mention there's a, uh, there's a film that I was very, um, impressed with that came out in 1998 called Juliet of the Herb and uh, it was directed by Tish Streeton and it's um it's a wonderful portrait of this uh this herbalist named Juliet de Bericle Levy um she doesn't know this the filmmaker that I was influenced by that but I, I just wanted to give a little shout out mm-hmm. to that it was a big inspiration for me uh-huh uh-huh and it's a fun fact too yeah. Now we found out right about a few months ago that last year on the film circuit, <laughs> there is another documentary called The Weed Eater, <laughs> and it is about a metal band. <laughs> and so that's not our film. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I noticed on the internet when I was trying to find your uh, website that it's kind of dominate, they, they kind of dominate the airwaves. <laughs> so people well, want to bring more attention. Us. And we do hope to screen with that film one day. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that would be, that'd <laughs> be a very yeah, dusty battle. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely um, a battle between the feminine and the masculine, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was the other thing I thought was so beautiful about the film, was the feminine quality of the goddess really came through in the film. I, I just want to say that. And I was really impressed about not just from Nancy but from the way it was shot it gave a sense of the sacredness of the earth which you know of course is a big topic of my interest so I was really delighted to see that especially right in the middle of LA it really was doubly impactful to see it in that context Quite frankly, none of us are in the film industry here, and I think that, in a way, too, the film industry is really not, it doesn't really encompass the feminine, and I feel like, we do feel like outsiders, and I feel like it is hard to figure out how how to take this film and where to put it, and people are like, shave off a few minutes, you know, like, do this, do that, and I feel like, you know, we're not going to do that stuff, so Mm -hmm. we might just remain outsiders or feminine or whatever Mm-hmm. we're going to be aligned with, but we feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. certainly strong feminine communities like up here in the Bay Area or in Santa Cruz, I know you'd have an audience up here. So, um. yeah. We're coming. <laughs> <laughs> we should think about how we want to screen it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
Yeah, so tell me about this idea that you have of planning events or, and screening it the way you want to. I, I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, what, so what are your plans? Like you're wanting to screen it with events around it, like dinners and things like that? Yeah. Uh-huh. You want to speak to that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to convince Mary yeah. to have a kissing booth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were just like talking about kind of, you know, making it more experiential because I think it's like, yeah, just just in the way that we've experienced the film and like making it and being a part of it in that way it's like just another layer of like bringing people into it would be to have forages connected with the film like in these in the places that we screen them like to get things going to like help people find resources like within their community um if they're not already connected with them like Mm -hmm. that hopefully that the film would help kind of facilitate a conversation and that these events that we were thinking about having, so that being that being like forages or, or dinners or um, you know we're still kind of coming up with different things that we'd want to do, but um, that these are ways that we could like really get people kind of engaged with their community like around the, these topics and around this conversation mm-hmm. and like get them actually out there doing it as opposed to just viewing it mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. on the screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, ideally we would uh, we would have a, a van, you know, that we could rent for a month and just take it on the road and have, maybe we would even have a projector that we could screen it on the sides of walls, places, or, you know, whatever venues, and then uh Amy's, Amy sells tarot decks, Marty does tarot readings, I do food, and, you know, and then we also do a bunch of other things, so we could, you know, have this sort of, like, traveling, touring band. Oh, I think it's great. And Nancy would like to join us, too, for for um, events as well. Well, so. I, yeah, I think it would be great to connect with her, with her schedule, because I know she's, like, talking all over the place it would be really good to have kind of like a foraging festival or something like that. I mean, I think that would be really cool because she, she did bring, um, you know, I, I noticed that she was bringing, she was selling tinctures and things like that or other yeah. things. And, and I, uh, that would be fascinating, you know, to let people know what they can make themselves in their own backyard and out of the weeds in their own backyard. So I, I think yeah. that would be great. Yeah, I know that a lot of people that are starting out, a lot of authors have, you know, put a bunch in their trunk and they just go from place to place and talk, you know, talk uh, all over the country about their book or what they're doing. And um, so I think you're on to something here. Uh, I love the idea of dinners or sharing, you know, sharing your film. I know in Puerto Rico, they, um, when I was in Puerto Rico and, uh, they had a movie night outside on the side of a building, and it was in a like on a basketball court. And it was dark, and there were chairs set up there, and people could go for free in the neighborhood. And just uh, they had films, you know, right on the wall of a building. And yeah, great. yeah, it was it was terrific. So I could see you guys doing that, like right downtown Chicago, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Are you thinking of film festivals or other things like that? You're gonna take it to uh, 
uh, Wyoming. <laughs> to any yeah, other well, we're still, yeah, we're still, you know, applying to uh, festivals. We're still, like, submitting that. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that is something that we still want to do in addition to this. So, uh-huh. we're, you know, we're kind of interested in all in all the avenues. That, um, the festivals, like, actually screening it ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, and then also, um, you know, it would be great to like have some, you know, have it on Netflix or have it like have it screened for students in classrooms and things like that too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think it's such an educational film about not just foraging but also understanding composting and all the things that we can do with plants and. You know, there's so much, there is a lot of educational material. So if you could get it into classrooms, you know, mm-hmm. you could get classroom teachers making salads with their kids out in the backyards, you know, schools. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, that would be really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, there's, a, there's a source I can share with you after we have our conversation. So, um, well, I think that's great. And I think that's such grassroots ingenuity you know (laughs) yeah so that's terrific I've got another question for you related to kind of the economics of this because it takes a lot of money to get uh, a film made and to get all of this done and also then that's the first part and then the screening of it and showing it and making some revenue from that um uh do you do you feel that the economics that your generation is in is having an impact on on how you're screening the film or where you're going to go with it. Um, I'm I'm feeling like you know the economic situation of you know job shortages or um, that kind of thing probably must must impact. I mean it impacts all of us, but I imagine it is impacting your strategies for this kind of thing. Is that sound true? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, the whole film so far has probably been made for, I don't know, maybe six or seven thousand dollars. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) not including all of our time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just on every card. Yeah. so, um, and we all are freelance artists, you know, we, we all have to hustle outside of this. So yeah, I think it's really interesting to try to work and get this on the road too, because we want to have, some, we want to be a part of it, but we also, we got to make money to sort of help it, you know, like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby's got to go to college. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But I think it's like, it's, you know, even like you're saying, I mean, the, the sort of economy being more, having been more challenging, like, it does make you kind of think outside the box in terms of, like, how you're going to get it, how you're going to screen it, or Mm -hmm. how you're going to get it viewed, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, yeah, it's true, maybe, like, 10, even 10, 15 years ago, maybe it would have just been, like, oh, you just, you know, there, there was, you just follow the, like, regular avenues of, like, festivals, or, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, like, it is, like, you know, it. I think that there is like these other ways of doing, or it's just kind of like, which I feel like is what for 
emerging and things like that is all about too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. all related. It's all linked. Right, right. Yeah. It's making do with what you can do uh, to yeah. make it happen for yourself. So, yeah. Well, I want to congratulate the three of you on this great film called Weed Eater, and uh, it's a film that features ecologist Nancy Clem and her philosophy of foraging. Uh, It's a documentary about the growing movement of food in urban landscapes and the politics of food, Uh, but it's much more. Uh, I've been speaking with Eden Bhakti, Marty Windahl, and Amy Von Harrington, um, who filmed Nancy Clem in this amazing film, called Weed Eater, and so I want to thank you all for joining me today. Um, I think it's been a really good way to get the film out there, hopefully, and to have them uh, find an avenue to view it, and uh, I want to congratulate you on job well done. Thank you so thank much. Thank you yeah, so much for having us. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we have a website, too. Um, I don't what was, what is our <laughs> documentary? You do a documentary, and you yeah. can contact us if you want to have a screening. Okay, yeah. and you're on Facebook too, right? Pardon? You're on Facebook? And yeah. we're on Facebook too. Um, yeah, fa- uh, Weed, Eater, Weed Eater Film. Weed yeah. Eater Film, okay. Yeah. It's and on Facebook. Also, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Weed Eater Documentary is the, is the website? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, great. And your film is so Facebook, and also you can reach Nancy Clem through either of those uh, avenues. Okay, and she has a um, website too, I think, doesn't she? Yeah. Okay. Her website is Spontaneous Vegetation. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. All right. thank you. you bet. Wonderful to talk to you all. This is Robin White Turtle Lisney, and the show is Evolve. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows LIVE. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows LIVE for Convergence with John Caracella, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.